Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales. I am here with Heather Kaiser, who is an artist who's still in that exploratory stage. She's been working in a semi-abstract impressionistic style using different mediums like acrylic and watercolor and digital and mixed media and embroidery, which is such a cool little end to that sentence. (laughs) She's got three kids between the ages of two and seven. And eight years ago, she did her dissertation on the idea of the woman artist in the 19th century and ended up loving it so much that she decided she wanted to be an artist herself. And that was about five years ago. And last month, she officially started her art business. How are you doing today, Heather? I'm doing well. It's been a busy day already. Yay. But it usually... Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. So what am I going to talk about, Heather? Tell me a little bit about, you said you started your art business last month. What have you been doing? Yeah, so um, it feels like it's been a very busy month. Uh, I ended up starting officially my art business, getting like the business structure set up um, last month or earlier this month, actually, because it's still November. (laughs) Um, LLC, sole proprietor. So sole proprietor, uh, because that's the easiest way to get started. Uh, and mm-hmm. eventually I may go to LLC, but it's not necessary at the moment. So I didn't do that. Yeah. So I got that set up. Uh, and the reason why there was urgency for that is because I was doing my first art market. I guess two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> um, Congratulations. Lots of firsts. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of stuff. I had to get the business set up. I had to get all the materials to sell. I had never sold anything before. Um, so I had to think, figure out how I was going to do that all the infrastructure, my display, prepare my materials. Um, there was a lot. That wow. Happened. Yeah. Like dive in the deep end, ready to go. Yes. Yes. So it's been a very busy month so far. And I actually have another market this coming Saturday. Can I just say that one, congratulations. Two, I'm proud of you because most people, when they think about starting an art business, they're like, okay, Now I have to figure out how to write content. And then I have to build a website. And then six to 12 months after that, then I'll figure out what I'm going to sell and how I'm going to sell it. And you went all in and just said, I don't know how to do any of this. And I'm going to figure it out. Ready? Go. Yes. So there's an upside and a downside to that. Um, The upside is I got it done and I got a lot of things figured out on the fly. It feels um, the downside is I was overwhelmed. Um, and yeah, because I was trying to do so much and there's just so much to do that one of my issues right now is I get overwhelmed and I'm not sure what to handle first. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything feels like it's urgent. <laughs> That's very true. Next time it won't be so bad, mm-hmm. but I understand that the overwhelm, especially when there's 1800 things you feel like you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. But I, before we get into any of that, did you sell anything? 
So it wasn't as well, overall, it was a good experience because I learned a lot from it. It wasn't very well. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. year, I think it was just because the particular market, it was at a church at my daughter's um, preschool and they had um, a benefit for one of the ministries they do. And they last year I was there and there was a lot of people there. Um, but this year there wasn't. It was a really warm day. And I just think the organizer just thought maybe people just didn't want to come indoors for this. Um, so they wanted to play before it got cold. I guess so. Yeah. But nobody really did very, none of the vendors did really did very well this particular time just because there wasn't a lot of foot traffic. Right. And also, I think in retrospect, most of the people who were there were probably not there to buy art. <laughs> the sales that I did make were off of a greeting cards that I had made. Easy to pick up, don't to buy. Yeah. And I had a few originals sold to friends who probably would have bought them anyways, which I'm grateful for. And one ornament to another vendor. <laughs> on the one hand, I feel like you feel proud of that. And on the other hand, I feel like maybe it didn't quite meet your expectations. Yes. I was very disappointed in the immediate aftermath of it because there was so much buildup. And I was expecting, I've been told, these are going to sell really well. These are going to be great. It's, I figured out the pricing, I thought, that was reasonable. It looked beautiful. The display was there. And then I just didn't hardly get any sales. And it felt like a lot of work for nothing. <laughs> um, so it was kind of deflating. Um, but then I've tried to put it in perspective since then and realize not everything is going to work. And all of that work is not lost. And I can still learn from it. Maybe this isn't the right one to do for my t- limited time in the future. Uh, maybe I should try to find another market that would be better suited. Maybe it was just that particular day. Um, but I think also, yeah. overall, it probably wasn't the best fit for my type of art. Because I think the people who were there were probably not primed to buy my art. <laughs> Can I tell you a secret? Huh? Yes, please. <laughs> in my experience... Whether things go really good or really bad or anywhere in between, I feel like in the aftermath, I don't want to use word like always, but many, many artists that I talk to feel deflated, even if it went good, even if it went bad. I think because there is so much work and buildup that goes into these things that mm-hmm. no matter how it goes, it doesn't feel like it was what you wanted it to be or almost like we put these pressure on these types of things to be the world mm-hmm. and to solve all the problems and to sell out our art and all of those but first before we do anything else i want to help with a little bit of a confidence boost i think i want you to tell me five things that you did that you've never done before or wins you had or just basically reflecting back on it and seeing the good that came from it. Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah. From the market specifically? Yeah. Okay. Well, I put together a display and I loved my display. It was a lot of work. And you can use it again. And I'm, yeah, I'm using it again at this next market. And I thought the display looked beautiful. Um, I was mm-hmm. very happy with how it turned out. I mean, there are a few details I would have changed, but overall, I think it looked great. It showed off my art very well. So I was very proud of that. Um, figured out different product lines. 
had several different product lines that I felt like worked pretty well at different price points for people. Um, so I had hand painted mini canvas ornaments. Um, and then I had like art prints, fine art prints, a selection of those. I had greeting cards and I had watercolor and ink originals. And so there was something for everyone there. And I even offered framing <laughs> if they wanted that. That's a ton. I started my art business and I've already got all these product lines. Yes. And a display model. Yes. What else? So I figured out the financial end, which was huge for me, um, was one thing that I was scared of that before. So I didn't really try to sell that much because I was worried about the taxes and how to figure out all these different details regarding the financial end. So I figured that out and got it set up <laughs> in a good way. Um, that was huge as well. Also got to t talk to other vendors there, mm -hmm. uh, which was a positive experience. It was just nice to be able to talk to other people who do this more often than me and just get their perspectives on it and realize I wasn't alone in that. And it's hard to do that when you're only selling online, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and then it was also, it was exposure. Um, I get people to sign up for my email list. I'm not sure how good that's going to be given the types of people who are there. Uh, they got a little postcard I did of one of my paintings um, signing up for the email list as mm -hmm. people wanted the postcard. So they signed up. Uh, so that worked. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but it was something. I got started on it. So I'm glad I did that. Can I just say that you forgot the most, maybe not the most important one, but the one that I feel like is the most ego boosting? <laughs> what it is? Out there? Yes. And... Within a month of starting your art business, you sold paintings, you sold greeting cards, you sold an ornament, like all of that in one month. Most people don't get to that if they just keep getting ready to mm -hmm. do it. Already have made money in your business. That's so good. Yeah, I'm in the red because I had to invest to get things started, um, but it wasn't a huge investment. But I did sell. But so the whole investment does not uh, into that one show. No. Because it is spread out over however many shows or markets you decide to do in the future. And I'll say the people who did buy my originals, I had two originals sold and they loved them. They, they had been mm -hmm. me on Instagram. They knew about these particular pieces. They loved it. They loved how it turned out. And they're very happy with our purchases. So Amazing. I'm very happy with your experience. I know that you used the word deflated, but I'm very happy with it. Good to hear. Let's think about this for a second. And you told me all the things that you did, which are all amazing and all are going to benefit you from now till forever. They will change over time and that's okay. That's, but that's where you start. You start at beginning. There are lessons that you learned by doing this experience that you will bring into your next one? The first practical lesson that I learned is how to streamline my setup for an in-person market. Mm -hmm. I spent a ton of time trying to figure out the display and even setting up took so much time because I didn't know exactly how I was doing and what the best way to handle that was. Um, I spent 45 minutes trying to attach a banner to my table. Um, it was ridiculously tough. Do. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at 45 minutes on a banner. Just yeah, because I know. So I did the thing to do, but next time it'll take you five. 
yeah, it will because I figured out the best way to do it and I know how everything's going to go and I know how to, one of the things that's on my list for the next one is to um, have a different storage solution for all these items so I can just get it in and take it out really quickly. Um, So it won't take as long. So that practically, that's something I learned. I think another thing just broader is that I'll keep it in perspective. Mm -hmm. Two things, I'll keep it in perspective. I think this is a long game too. If the more you do, you probably the less you feel deflated about each one. <laughs> so maybe it's possible. Um, the other thing is to think, really think about the types of markets that I invest my time in and who's going to be there because I, I don't have a lot of extra time to be spending mm-hmm. on these. When I do, it's kind of a sacrifice for my whole family. Like my husband has to take all my kids for the day, you know, there's lead up to it. I can't do this every weekend. So the few that I do, they have to be a good, I wouldn't say a payoff per se, but it has to be something that's worth my time way. So So from this experience, what did you learn would or would not be worth your time? And Mm -hmm. I know we're not really getting to a to solve and maybe we will, maybe we won't. But I I think just this process of thinking how to think about what I've done, the wins I got from it, the lessons I'm learning from it, and taking those into the next thing is a tool all on its own. So let's just keep going. You said, I can't spend a lot of time on these, Mm -hmm. so it needs to be a good fit. What Mm -hmm. did you learn about the fit, about what would be a good fit? I think casting time into a market that would have more people who are selling the dips that were similar to what I'm selling where people mm-hmm. who are there would be more likely to be interested in that or that it would get more traffic, especially for holiday things. And it's hard to predict that because you can have weather or something. And I'm not willing necessarily to get an outdoor setup right now because that's a big investment. <laughs> so that kind of cuts some things off. Um, but I think that might be something that I would be more interested in pursuing in the future. Um, I noticed like I was the I mean, there was another artist there, but I felt like she she had beautiful work, but she was underselling it. <laughs> and my, I felt like my pricing was good, um, but yeah. it was on the higher end of what some of the other things. And the other things were kind of craftsman type or like crafty type things. So it just wasn't, I mean, people weren't going to buy higher art there. Um, so I think I'm going to be thinking about the type of market, the type of what they're putting on, the organizers are looking for, um, types of things that people that go to it would be interested in before I spend my time doing that. Um, so the next yeah. market I'm doing is a pop-up shop at Anthropology, and I think our local Anthropology, and I think that will be a better fit. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So and the store manager actually looked at my stuff and thought it would be good for what they're looking for, watercolor. So I think that already there's a vetting there, and there was also the types of things that are going to be there are probably a better fit for what I'm offering, I think. Do you know how many artists have been in business for years who have told me, I just want a foot in the door with anthropology? I know. (laughs) I was very happy to get that opportunity. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. How did you get that opportunity? How did that come about? So I ended up, um, last month, I joined a female entrepreneur group in my city. And it's been wonderful. I've gotten a lot of leads and just helpful information through that. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's for women entrepreneurs in Charlottesville. And manager of anthropology this month had a post there saying they're having a pop-up market. Are there anyone interested? This is the type of thing they're looking for. And then you know, message her if you're interested. So I did. And I said, I said, I'm interested. You can look at my Instagram if you want to see what the types of things I do, you know, and I'd be happy to do it. And then she looked at it, liked it, and then signed me on. So that was really, that was a good thing. You looked for it and you asked for it. Yeah. (laughs) And there's been a a lot of other things to that group uh, where I just try to stay aware of, uh, like for Small Business Saturday, there was another, like a consignment store, like a higher end consignment store that's woman owned. And she was looking, they were putting together gift bags and wanted coupons for local businesses. So I offered to send little inserts with my postcards attached with a little coupon for people and with um, a QR code to follow me on Instagram. And I did 40 of those and they put them in their gift bag. Oh, it's exposure. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. So you may or may not have heard me say this before, but I share this with you as a way to go forward with all of these amazing things that you're doing. Like, great job. And it's to look for the opportunities over the sales because the statistic is somewhere between 20 to 30 percent. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but in that range of people who are going to impulse buy your work, the majority of the sales come afterwards in this female entrepreneur group. Instead of saying, hey, guys, I have paintings. Do you want to buy them? You're looking for the opportunities to use them to get into more and more people. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a great mindset switch for even when you do your anthropology show and even when you about does anyone actually buy my stuff from that coupon? Maybe not, but maybe they come from the coupon and then you've got them in your bit and then that leads to sales down the road. Yes. So I think you're doing a great job of looking for those opportunities and going after them. Great. And just think about it even more nichely inside of in the anthropology show. I'm using that one because mm-hmm. that's the next one. Can I find more people to help me spread my art more as opposed to just can I make a sale today? Yes. And I weigh those as heavily or maybe even more heavily than how many sales did I make that day? Yeah. And that's kind of how I'm thinking of it. Um, I only have 378 um, followers on Instagram right now. Great. It has been, it's been hard for me to, it's slowly grown, but it's been slow. Yeah. And what I realize is that I need to focus on building an audience right now. And that is more important when I get my newsletter signed up or started and everything else. Just having an audience base, getting exposure is super important for me right now. Mm -hmm. Like you said, probably more than actual sales um, because I need to start getting established. And I also am trying to prioritize local connection right now because people can can see me know me get some connections locally so that i'm more known in my area um online is great but also locally is fantastic too um i feel like that will also be potential to be more loyal followers over the long term yeah hey there fellow artists and creative souls this one's for you 
If you're tired of the hustle, the endless marketing strategies that just don't feel like you, and the struggle to find the consistent income from your art, listen up. I want to introduce you to the Consistent Income for Artists program. It's not just another art marketing course. It is your personal roadmap to authentic sales and a more fulfilling creative life. Imagine finally getting paid what your art is worth while still having time to enjoy what you love most. Are you ready to stop playing small and start seeing tremendous growth without losing sight of your art's true essence? It's time to become a better artist, not just in your creations, but in your marketing too. And let me tell you, we've all been there, feeling the self-doubt creeping in, burning out, playing small. But here's the thing. It's not your fault. It is time for an upgrade. One of our artists, Laura, said, I had a lot of self-doubt in my brain trying to talk me out of it, but I did all the things you said, and it totally worked. It's not about passion versus money. It's about both. So join us and discover the secret to selling your art authentically, building confidence, connecting with your dream buyers, and creating a structured yet flexible marketing plan. I'm Jessica Craddock, and I have helped countless artists like you make three times more in their art sales within the first year. My consistent income program focuses on growing as a person just as much as the doing so that you can actually get ahead of the game this time. This program is for you if you're ready to make your big vision a reality, connect with the right people, and build a community that fuels your creativity. It's time to trust yourself, get out of your comfort zone, and leave the world a little bit more beautiful with your art. Don't settle for mediocrity if you can have more. Sign up for Consistent Income today and let's redefine your artistic journey together. You've got this. I've got your back. If you want more information, you can either visit my website or check out the show notes from this podcast to learn more and take the first step towards artistic success. And if you're not quite ready to sign up now, send me an email at jessica at theartistmarket.co with any thoughts or questions you have, and we'll decide if it's right for you together. Talk soon. I also want to say you said that might be the most important. There are really three pieces. I also want to say you said that might be the most important. There are really three pieces to marketing. One is visibility, which is what you just said. One is nurturing, which your newsletter can be a piece of that. And one is selling. So I just want to make sure that you are not just focused on growing your audience and just focused on getting your art out there. But where are these opportunities? Let's say the gift bag ladies. Now that we've got our foot in the door with them, how can we get to know them better? Is there a collaboration we can do? Like, Mm -hmm. how can I grow that relationship, that nurturing portion of it to Mm -hmm. then maybe have a sales event at their store or... Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, host a pop-up shop with them or things like that. So don't forget the other two steps. I don't think that you are, but just remember that there's three. In the coming months, think about all three of the above. Yes. I personally have a hard time going from thing to thing to thing to thing. So I will use one month as, okay, this is my month for finding opportunities to get in front of more people. This is my month for thinking about, okay, how can I use the opportunities I've found and have to nurture those relationships? 
next mm-hmm. month? How can I really focus on selling this month? Yeah, and that's a couple of things. Like one of the reasons why I wanted to do it at that particular shop is that they do have wholesale opportunities. They're relatively difficult to get into because they're pretty, they're well known and they're booked a lot by artists. And I thought if I do this thing that they're asking and I get in and they know that I did this nice, then that's a foot in the, maybe potentially in the door later on because they know who I am. And yes, ma'am. I've been trying to be visible that way and just do these little things so that I'm on people's radar (laughs) later on. Like I said, it's a long game. I know that. That's really important. I've just been overwhelmed. And part of it is like everything is coming together at once. And it's also the holidays. And the holidays, there's just so many opportunities and there's so much to do. And I'm feeling like pressure and not really sure what to do first and and how to go about it. Uh, Because I have these markets, so that's great. But then I also, I have to think about how I'm going to market on my own. Am I going to do a release? When am I going to do that? Should I get my newsletter set up before I do that? Should I try to get an Etsy shop set up to do this too? I know I want to do that and I don't have time to get a website. I'm going to do that soon. It's going to have to be up in the holidays, but there's just all this stuff and I'm not really sure what to do. And there's all these opportunities. Like I have to get, if I'm going to sell my ornaments, they have to get out soon. I have to do a lot of different things. So I've been, I wouldn't say I've been paralyzed, but I've been trying to do it all. And, and it's been hard to prioritize with it and to figure out what is something that I should say no to this year because it's just too much. And what is some opportunities that I should prioritize because this is really a good thing to do and I shouldn't pass up the opportunity when I have it. What if we spent the next 10 to 15 minutes looking at what are the sets of criteria that make this a yes or a no for me? Would that be helpful? Yeah. And I'm not just talking about an opportunity where you need to say yes or no, but should I actually worry about getting the ornaments out? Should I get my Etsy shop set up or should I prioritize my newsletter or what? where mm-hmm. should I yeah. prioritize my time? Quick exercise. Five years down the road, you have set up your art business. It's running perfectly. It's making $1,000 a year. What does it look like? Let's see. I think eventually I want to set up a sustainable business for me that is making money, that is a good career that has different facets to it, but I'm able to do. And I want it to scale up as my kids get older. I mean, I want this to be a career. And I realize like down the road, it's going to have different aspects to it. I want to have different income streams. I want to have a lot of different things that I'm doing. Um, I realize I'm going to have to figure out how to prioritize all of this at some point and get the time um, because I eventually I will want to have these different facets to it and I want it to be, but I want it to be sustainable as well. Can you quickly summarize what those facets are that you're thinking about? Like the different income streams? Yeah. I'd like to do wholesale. I'd like to do licensing at some point. I would like to do gallery work. I actually have some work that's going to a gallery. I have an agreement set up. I would like to do more of that. Look at you. It's been a lot. (laughs) If anything, you need help learning what not to do. Yes. (laughs) That that sums it up pretty well. (laughs) 
And eventually I would like to do some education or community type focus, um, especially among artists. I'm not sure exactly what I would do right now, but I used yeah, to You be don't have to know exactly. Yeah, I like teaching. <laughs> okay, so of those facets that you just listed, wholesale, mm-hmm. licensing, gallery, education, and community, you also said at some point I want to be able to scale up. I would like to have a local focus, at least starting out. I want to have different income streams. Those are just some of the things you said. Of those four, is there one that stands out to you as if I were going to build one income stream and get it working and then go to the next one, which one would that be? If I had to say no to everything else? Yeah. If you had to say no to everything else right now, which income stream would you try to grow first? My own art. Like establish your own art. Yes. That's what I would do. I want to establish my own art. The other stuff is peripheral to what I'm creating myself. Let me make sure I understand correctly. When you say your own art, you can sell your own art through wholesale or licensing or make money with education. But are you saying person-to-person sales? Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Person-to-person sales or gallery sales. That would be either through myself or to through a gallery. So not wholesale. At not licensing. Okay. Person-to-person sales. What does that look like for you in your mind today? Like today, right now? What is your vision for that today? It might change. But right now, if you're thinking about what you just described, person-to-person sales, what does that mean? I want to be able to, eventually, I want to set up so that people are buying my art from me, like original imprints. In, in person, online. I mean, probably both, but yeah. like online is online, probably the major um, driver. And I want okay. to do in person. I, I see as being a support, like a supporting element of online. Okay. So what you just said was my number one priority is growing my online business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said I have people who signed up for a newsletter. I would like to make an Etsy shop someday. I don't think I have time to build a website right now. If we could simplify, what's the easiest way for you to um, make your sales online? If we didn't have time to do all these other things, what would you do? Yeah, the easiest right now is Etsy, which I'm planning to do. Um, Okay. Eventually, I want my own website, but I realize I can't drive my tra- own traffic as easily right now. So mm-hmm. Etsy or some other SEO type um, way of doing that, um, search engine type thing, is the way to do it yeah. short term. Do you have any experience or knowledge of SEO? No. I've okay. listened to trainings on it, but yeah. I, I don't. So I'm going to be learning. You don't that. have experience, but you, you do have some knowledge because yeah. you've been listening to some stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. so. To me, this isn't always going to be my answer, but based on your answers, Etsy gets top billing. Besides Mm -hmm. all these other local things that you were doing to supplement getting your name out there, having an Etsy shop sounds like the next priority. Does that feel accurate for you? Yeah, that's kind of how I was thinking myself, um, is that I need to do it. I wanted to be able to sell some things during the holiday season because I have these ornaments. I can rebrand them. for Valentine's Day because they're round canvases, mini canvases. 
Though I could do the rebrand them for Valentine's Day because they're roses. But it would be nice to sell them now. I, I thought I wanted to get selling. And so I wasn't sure I had the time to be able to set up an Etsy shop from scratch. So I thought, well, maybe I would sell just on Instagram. But then that kind mm -hmm. of stresses me out a little bit too because it's not a structure that's set up per se. So I'd have to right. a lot of that. So now I've been going back and forth and whether I should sell, try, just try to do it from Instagram in the short term and set up Etsy in January or to try to put some time, devote some time to setting the Etsy shop up so that I can direct people to my Etsy shop and also make use of whatever SEO I'm getting from them for the holidays. All right. So here's my suggestion. Take it or leave it. <laughs> if I were your coach, what I would tell you is... You have less than one month before Christmas and you want to take some time off, right? I would take the next two weeks or so to throw yourself in like you have been in person into how can I get people interested in these ornaments and also say they're for sale and tell them how much they are and tell them to DM you to buy them. Okay. So you would do it over Instagram then? I would. Simply because there's not a whole lot of time between now and then to one, figure out how to set up an Etsy shop, start getting traffic generating to that Etsy mm -hmm. shop. In between now and then, there's just not much time. Mm -hmm. And so I, like you said, that would be a better use of your January mm -hmm. and use your couple of weeks in December as I'm going to experiment with ways to sell to my 378 followers that I already have mm -hmm. on Instagram playfully. Mm -hmm. How can I play with this? Not go find out a launch structure from someone else because that's a whole nother learning mm -hmm. curve. Mm -hmm. Just how can I promote these and tell people that they're for sale on my Instagram? Also, I have names for a newsletter. You can get real complicated with newsletter setup or you can just like, kind of turn it on and put in those names and hit go, which is the route that I would take. Say, these are available. The shop is open till this date. Okay. Here's some fun things about them. And just see what happens. It might go really well. It might not go really well. Mm -hmm. But I want you to look at it as this is my throw myself in learning curve for can I sell an ornament on Instagram with what I've already got? Okay. I had thought maybe I would do a giveaway on Instagram for one of the ornaments that I have and do a sponsored post for that um, to try boost the post and try to get more traffic, to try to get more eyes on it. Do that a few days before, either this week before I go to the anthropology market or immediately after, and then, then do a release of the ornaments after the giveaway. What if you just started selling them today and did a giveaway? At the same time? I think two weeks of content is more likely to sell more than one week of content. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of the giveaway because you're using it as an idea following what we were talking about earlier. Like, how do I get in front of more people? Mm -hmm. But also the top priority that you told me is learning to sell person to person. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing that offline right now so your visibility is kind of happening offline but hopefully you're driving them to your instagram page or your newsletter yeah and then we're gonna do some of our nurturing and selling 
currently online. So we're taking those two pieces with what you're already doing and just giving them their places. Okay. They're both happening concurrently is what you're saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. Instead of one month, one month, one month, you're kind of doing them all at the same time in different ways, which is still fun. Okay. Just to wrap up, Mm -hmm. we said, how are we going to determine what is worth your time and what is not worth your time? I asked you, what does your art business look like in five years? What's the thing that you would want to build the most right now? And then that is how we decided where we put our priority. Mm -hmm. So it could be I'm going to do these offline things as they come up, as I can find them in my female entrepreneur group or wherever Mm -hmm. else to help me get those visibility to grow my Instagram account. Because that's easier, actually, Mm -hmm. than trying to grow your Instagram on Instagram when you're still trying to figure out how to make the content that gets you found. Yeah. And then using that content as your follow up to Mm -hmm. those in-person things. So that's the business structure I want you to play with for the next couple of months and see what that does for you. In between doing like website and Etsy and all the other stuff. So how I think about that is I usually have one project that I'm working on. So that could be your Etsy account. But that project gets a pretty small amount of my time, mm-hmm. say 25% if it's an important project. Mm-hmm. Then the rest of my time, I split up between art making, making content, and nurturing the people around me. Okay. So 75% of your time is making, like creating the art, nurturing, and just doing something with what you already have. And then 25% is like what you say your project, whatever you're focusing on. Right. Okay. Yeah. And even usually the project is actually a little bit lower than that. But because you're in that really beginning state, really trying to get a lot of stuff set up, I gave it a little extra. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful because I feel like lately all I've done is business stuff. Um, I've barely mm-hmm. had any time. I've been consumed by all this business stuff that needs to get taken care of now. Um, yeah. So I've been trying to think about how to balance those things together. And some people will split up their time that way where I'm going to take a chunk of time and I'm going to make art and then I'm going to take the next chunk of time and I'm going to market and then I'm going to switch back. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's kind of what you've done, but it also feels like maybe that's not as rewarding or no, not rewarding. Um, like you need that art making time. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. And so you're just kind of draining your tank as you push, 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 push. So let's bring some of that art back into it. Yeah. I, I get into the point where I feel like I have no choice but to do all this stuff because it needs to get done. Um, right. But that's not always true. So that's good to, to put it's it in not. perspective. <laughs> yeah. That's why I really wanted to give you some constraints on where is my focus so mm-hmm. I can say yes or no to things. Mm-hmm. Because there will always be more things that say you need to do me mm-hmm. and push out the art making. Mm-hmm. So we pick what is the most important one that we need to do right now. Yeah. Let the rest go until they get their turn. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And that gives me a plan of action for um, the ornaments, at least. I have the print collections and I have the card collections that I've already made. And I just thought maybe I'll just keep those until January and then promote them then. Um, because it's kind of different than the ornaments. So if I'm focusing on one thing, then that's what I should focus on. 
move to the next thing. Yeah. We all have to get done for the holidays. <laughs> so let's not try to do all of that. <laughs> um, if, and you are already doing this, but if you give yourself one thing to try to sell at a time, let's say you did one post today, which may be way more than you're going to do, but let's say you did. That's 14 posts related to that. That's going to be way more impactful than if I get two posts for a print and two posts for a painting and two mm -hmm. posts for an ornament and splitting up that attention like that. So go all in on these ornaments. Give it all you got, but not in like a I have to push and sell kind of way. But how can I what kind of fun ideas can I come up with that mm -hmm. I can just put out there and see what happens? So the next time that I put something out there. I have, oh, this idea did the best. Well, let's not do that. Kind of worked, but maybe I want to do it a little better. Just place to start kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's helpful to think of it as a process of experimentation rather than, oh, it has to be good. Like this has to work um, and being disappointed if something doesn't. If you think of it as an experiment, then you're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And that puts less pressure on yeah. each thing. <laughs> think about it like, an art project. <laughs> yeah. As, that makes it way more fun. Yeah. And at this stage, I don't have any data to really work from either. So I have to get data to find out what works and what doesn't before I can plan for the future. And everybody will tell you what works and what doesn't. And some of it works for some people and some of it works for other people and none of it works for some people. And like, you need your own data. Yeah. <laughs> if one of those ideas sounds fun, Maybe we execute their idea because it sounded fun for me, but not because they said it works. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Tell anyone who might want to go find out more about your work, where should they go right now? So the best place to come find me is on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is Heather Kaiser Art, all one word, no extra punctuation or anything, just all one word. Um, so that's where I post I'm most active. I do have a Facebook account under the same name and I will have Pinterest set up um, and probably my Etsy shop, but those are under development. So, but I would like you to make a list of all the projects you think you want to do and just write them all down. And when you finish Etsy, then you can choose your next one, but you won't okay. lose them. They're in your head slash on the paper. That's a great, that's a great um, suggestion because otherwise I feel like I'm flying off in multiple different directions. So. <laughs> If I don't write things down, I think I'm going to forget them and I panic and I can't stop thinking about them and then I can't do anything. Yep. I understand. <laughs> okay. So I was also going to spell Heather Kaiser, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-K-I-S-E-R art, A-R-T. Yeah. You said? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Great. So that's where you can find her. Go make it 379 followers. I'm sure she'd appreciate it. Say hi. I listen to you on Jessica's podcast. It's nice to meet you. Help each other out. Get to know each other. Yes. All right. <laughs> this was lovely. All right. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thanks for, for the chat. It was nice. It was very helpful. You're very welcome. Of course. I'm so glad. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And as an added bonus, when you subscribe, it helps other artists find this advice so we can learn how to make our art more valuable as a community. What could be better than that? And be sure to say hello and let me know you've been listening over on Instagram. My handle is at artistmarketcup. I would love to hear from you.